I'm Andy. This is Who Positive. Welcome to episode 50. So where have I been? The beginning of this year, uh, 2020, I was sick for a while. I was sick. I got behind in my recording and I was like, that's fine. I'm just going to work on getting better. So I did that. I just took some time and I got better. And that took about a month. So where have I been for the other three months? Well, I recorded an episode, another episode 50. And when I listened back to it to edit it, I didn't enjoy it. It was not accomplishing what I had set out to do when I originally started this podcast. It was just me gushing about stuff. And there's nothing wrong with gushing. I'm sure I will gush about stuff again, but I wanted to get more to why I love something, why I want to gush about it, rather than just saying how much I liked Big Finish stuff. I decided to step back and take some time and rejigger what I was thinking about the podcast in general and come back when I really felt like, yes, the core of what I want to do is talk not just about Doctor Who and why I love Doctor Who, but to talk about why other people love Doctor Who, what loving Doctor Who gives to other people, what other things people love, what that love of whatever it is gives people. So I want to talk about people's fandoms and what they feel those fandoms bring to their lives. So that's going to be my focus of my next interviews. It'll be about more about asking people not just about Doctor Who, but the things that are really important to them why they feel they're important, what they add to their lives, and that sort of thing. Because that's really what I want to do. I want to talk to people about what they love and talk to people about what I love and uh, see if we can find common ground and see how the things that we draw a lot of positivity from, see how that enhances our life. I started watching something with some friends of mine, and they didn't enjoy it. I did. I, I enjoyed it. But the way they were talking about it, I felt dumb that I hadn't noticed like some of the things that they had, some of the connections that they made, and I felt like maybe just I wasn't as smart because I wasn't able to see the things that they were able to, and the things that they noticed made them not like whatever we were watching as much as I did. Uh, but then I thought about that some more, and I thought about this podcast, and I thought about how we all have our own opinions, and about how everything is subjective. And the thing that made me feel bad wasn't that I my opinion differed from theirs. It was that I felt dumb for not noticing some of the things that they had and not being able to have a conversation kind of on the same level because I hadn't noticed what they had noticed. But really what it was going on is I didn't value my own opinion. I was kind of swayed by peer pressure to keep my mouth shut and to not engage in the conversation, which, you know, it's, it's fair and valid. I mean, their opinions and not liking whatever it was we were watching is just as valid as my enjoying it. it it's not like I'm saying they shouldn't have felt the way they, they felt. I just wish that I had valued my own opinion enough to say, oh, I actually really enjoyed that and these are the reasons why I enjoyed it. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, I, I need a little time to think something over and to really kind of come to grips on a way to converse about it. 
And it was something like we watched it together and then we started talking. And so sometimes that can be a little, I should have been able to say, you know, I can't put my finger on what it was that I really enjoyed about it, but I, I really did enjoy it. Because again, it's about our opinions and it's subjective. And so I, I just feel like I shouldn't let myself feel dumb because my opinion varies from other people's. I shouldn't feel like I haven't made the same connections. We all watch the same thing. One of the things that I've noticed is a common complaint about things is, well, I feel like I've seen this here, here, and here. And I've always said about that kind of uh, story or trope that it's about the nuance. When you're feeling seeing something that feels familiar, it's about the nuance of how this new thing is bringing up whatever trope or whatever subject matter or theme that they're working with. Seeing past that a lot of times. I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm not saying that if people said, well, I, I've seen this a hundred times, then that's fine. But uh, what I'm just trying to say is that, that I, myself, when I feel myself thinking those thoughts, I start asking myself questions about, well, where's the nuance? What's different about this approach to it? You're not smarter than someone just because you don't like something. You're not better than someone because they didn't notice the same things that you did in something. That's that's not the way it is. And, I, and I'm not saying my friends made me feel like that, that they were like specifically trying to make me feel bad. They were not at all. I'm just saying that I shouldn't let that stuff bothered me. I shouldn't let myself feel lesser than because I'm enjoying something and they didn't enjoy it. We should be able to have our separate opinions and exist in the same world. And generally, I, I try to shy away from conversations about why people didn't like something or something like that, especially if it's something I enjoy, because I don't like to necessarily engage on that level. I, I know I'm not going to change somebody's opinion necessarily, and I don't want to try to. And so a lot of times I, I should just listen and ask questions and that kind of thing. And that's what I should have done. I should have given myself a lot of slack. I should have, I sh but I, I did. I went to kind of a dark place and, and that's one of the reasons why I thought it was important that I uh, start up on this again to just say that, no, you shouldn't have to feel like that. I shouldn't have to feel like that. I have my own valid opinions and we all have our own valid opinions. There are so many things in life that try to pull our attention towards the negative that I think it's important to let that go as much as you can and concentrate on what you loved about something. For me, I don't need more negativity in my life. I need more positivity. I need more things that motivate me through positive energy. And that's what I'm looking for in this podcast and through conversations about stuff that I love is to get that positive energy and to maybe sweep away some of the negative stuff that keeps me down. And that's, that's why I do this. That's why I watch the things I love, and that's why I spend so much time doing the stuff that I love. And it's just important to me, I think, to do what I can to stay positive and to help other people uh, stay positive if I can. Why now? Why was now the right time to uh, go back to the basement to record episode 50? We're in COVID times right now. Hopefully here in Minnesota, by the beginning of May, we will be done with our stay-at-home order. It's been rough for me. I really enjoy hanging out with people. I enjoy talking to people. And it's just not the same reaching out over Skype or reaching out um, via text and that kind of thing. I, I just I want to hang out with my friends again. I want to go to Mystery Beer Night at Whistle Binkies again. And it's, it's a little rough. So I think doing this, again, helps me concentrate on positive things. Uh, I hope it helps other people see some positive things. And hopefully this is a ray of light in your day. I know it is a ray of light in my day when I get to record them. The 50th anniversary special. Day of the Doctor was something I never in my life thought that I would get to experience. 
I never thought as a kid that I would grow up and that I would see this show that I really enjoyed as a kid and that I was like the only person I knew that enjoyed be so huge that for the 50th anniversary special, I got to see it in the theater. I was just so excited to watch this episode again and to be able to talk about it. Loved seeing the episode. I wanted to see it, of course, with friends and other people that enjoyed it, but um, at the time, my sister was graduating from the police academy in Chicago. So I was in Chicago for that event, and I saw it on the big screen. And one of the things that I remember is I, I dressed in my fourth doctor uh, cosplay, and I remember there was a mother and her little girl, and they were going around and they were getting pictures of all the people in cosplay, but they didn't get a picture with me. And I think it might have been because I was giving off kind of a scary loner vibe, which is fair enough. I mean, getting out to the theater from uh, we were staying in downtown Chicago was kind of an ordeal. And then getting back to the hotel from the theater was horrible. There was a parade and I had no idea and I'm not very familiar with Chicago. And when I'm in Chicago, I usually don't drive. And it was really rough getting back in a rented minivan from the suburbs where I saw Day of the Doctor. But I remember... Before I left, they released Night of the Doctor, and my favorite part of the hoopla of the 50th anniversary was Night of the Doctor. I was so shocked. I had not, it hadn't been spoiled for me at all. I was expecting a, like a little uh, prequel piece, a little, a little uh, prologue, but no, there was Paul McGann in all his glory in an awesome version of his Eighth Doctor outfit, being the Doctor, being awesome, uh, making a case for all of the big finish stuff to be canon, if that's your thing. And I was I was just, you know, I remember I sat down in my office. I saw that it had been released, and I was like, uh, I probably should just watch this later. But then I was like, nah, I'm just going to watch it right now. I, I got here a little early. It'll be fine. And I audibly gasped when Paul McGann was on the screen. People outside in the office were like, are you all right? So it was, it was quite a thing. I was very, very excited to see Night of the Doctor. Very excited to see Paul McCann again. Uh, very excited about Karn being in it and so much in Night of the Doctor. I mean, it was so short, but they just reestablished the Eighth Doctor. They brought pieces of Doctor Who mythology into it. They uh, explained the War Doctor in a way that I felt very, very satisfied. Um, yeah, I was just very happy with the whole thing. And I had been watching right before this i've been watching the 11th doctor episodes leading up to this and you can tell that there was not a full thought out version of the war doctor in some of the op uh, some of the episodes of the seventh season before this especially in uh nightmare in silver there's a couple of lines that kind of indicate that the 11th doctor did not necessarily think that he was the last doctor he talked about how he could regenerate and sure it could have been a bluff you could easily read that as always oh, bluffing the cybermen but it just is really interesting to see Stephen moffat come up with this idea and fit it in so well very cool very much enjoyed night of the doctor but then day of the doctor i was so excited to watch it again it's just a fun ride i think it's probably the greatest multiple doctor episode and I think part of that is because of the introduction of the War Doctor. Like, you get to know another side of the character, and you get to see uh, kind of a curmudgeonly classic-ish Doctor interact with 
two of a little bit more childish, maybe, um, new who doctors. And you can see it get set up kind of for the doctor to forgive himself and for the doctor to become a Peter Capaldi's 12th doctor. And even after that, I think inside this, it almost feels like Jodie Whittaker's doctor is kind of set up to be a counterpoint to Peter Capaldi's 12th doctor. So I just feel like there's so much set up in Day of the Doctor. And I was just so excited to watch it again. It's just such a fun ride. So much great stuff in there. Billy Piper in there uh, playing Bad Wolf or Rose Tyler was excellent. The red button line, why is there never a red button, was awesome. Just so many great lines. The interface is hot. Well, I do my best. Stuck between a girl and a box, the story of your life. So many great lines. Uh, The Zygons, seeing the Zygons again was amazing. Uh, Just the glimpses of the... Doctors of the Past at the very end of the episode when they're saving Gallifrey was awesome. And the setting up the Doctor not being able to remember that he saved Gallifrey, but that the War Doctor was able to reclaim the name of the Doctor so that the Ninth Doctor would definitely call himself the Doctor because that feeling like, hey, I've done what I needed to do as the War Doctor, I can reclaim the name. So great. The timey-wimey stuff, the... John Hurt was so great as the War Doctor. If you haven't listened to the Big Finish War Doctor stories, they would be a great place to really jump into the Big Finish stuff. I really enjoyed the War Doctor stuff because I got to see more of that character, more of John Hurt as the Doctor. See how they navigate around him not wanting to be called the Doctor. I was, yeah, it was, it was great. I enjoyed that. And I mean, they showed us what the Time War was like. And I always thought from the beginning when they introduced the time war that it would be a bad idea for them to show us the time war because it was better as a mystery and while i still think there's a lot of mystery left in the time war showing us the time war i thought was brilliant and showing us that the time war wasn't some battle that you couldn't understand in unless you were a time lord like They had been beaten down through it so much that it would look like just a regular boots-on-the-ground war that anyone could understand. And I thought that was really cool, too, that, like, it's not some theoretical thing that you couldn't wrap your mind around as a a human. I I enjoyed the glimpse of the Time War. I loved that the War Doctor stories and the War Master stories came out of this. One of the things that I just loved about this episode was the epic feeling of it and the way they were able to make it epic and tie up so many things at the same time it was just boggling that it was such a good roller coaster ride and yet there's so many details in there that are just so much fun river song's shoes in the black archive uh the doctor never liking what the next doctor chooses for their tardis interior it's just so much fun uh, so many threads wrapped up And even the I don't want to go thing at the end, I enjoyed that. Like giving that line from the 10th Doctor a little more nuance. And Gallifrey Falls no more. I'm very much excited because in the future, Big Finish is having an 8th Doctor adventure called Stranded that evidently features the curator, which I'm going to be interested to see because I'm one of those people that thinks, oh, the curator should never be answered. You should never know how the curator got to be there. But at the same time, they handled the Time War so well, I'm, I'm excited to see what they come up with for the Curator. But Day of the Doctor is probably a great episode to jump in on. 
It's so cinematic. Seeing it on the big screen, it, it just made it feel like a brand new thing, a brand new phase for Doctor Who. And it, and it is a kind of a brand new phase for Doctor Who. I enjoyed the Doctor getting a chance to let go of some of the angst he'd been hanging on to. Uh, but yeah, great stuff. Day of the Doctor, one of my uh, favorite episodes. Like, if I'm ever feeling down, I know that I can reach for Day of the Doctor and I can watch it again. I've seen it so many times. It's the episode of New Who that I've seen the most, definitely and by far. I'm willing to watch it with anyone at any time, though, because I enjoyed it so very much. I just beamed watching the episode the whole time. I just put a smile on my face right from those opening credits right to seeing the the Cole Hill sign and the and the I I am Foreman sign right to the very end I just I it was an adventure and it was so much fun I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the 50th anniversary as much as I did if you haven't seen it very much recommended you can get it on you can get it on Amazon Prime, I know. I think it's in BritBox also. I'm not 100% sure. But there's so much set up, so much paid off. It's it's really it's really a great thing. I mean, it, it, almost, it feels like an end to Stephen Moffat's era, but at the same time, it's not. We still get to in, enjoy the 12th Doctor. Right after I record this, I'm going to watch the last episode of the 11th Doctor's tenure, and I might go right into the 12th Doctor, because the thing I'm excited about talking about next is those little moments of the 12th Doctors where you get to see other versions of the Doctors shine through. So that's what I'm excited about next. That's probably one of the things I'm going to talk about next time. I'm also going to have guests. I've got two interviews set up in the not-too-distant future, and as soon as social distancing is over, I'm going to have people over, and we're going to, we're going to talk about the stuff we love, why we love it, and what it adds to our life. That's all for this episode. I've been Andy. This has been Who Positive. Thank you very much for listening.